a stirring character. In the account of the early church and the Acts of the Apostles, he stands out as one of the most interesting persons of the early church. He was one of the Greek-speaking Hellenistic Jews who, who followed Jesus and, and who had been chosen to serve as a deacon in the Jerusalem church. Along with six others, he was ordained to serve tables, to serve food, to make sure that those who had been marginalized to push to the edge, especially the widows and the orphans in the church, were receiving the food distributions that the congregation had. He was a servant, a doer of the word, someone who sees a need and acts upon it. He's described as a man full of faith. He's also described as being full of grace and power. Faith, grace, Power, a doer of the faith, a practitioner of grace, a powerful witness to the love of God revealed to us in Jesus, the love of God that the church is called to proclaim in word and especially in deed. Someone who is not afraid to act, even at times and in places where there was indeed quite a bit of risk involved in acting. That's what he did. He served in the distribution of the food, yes, and his work of faith was also expressed in his active teaching and preaching about Jesus amongst the other Hellenistic Jews in Jerusalem and amongst the larger Hebraic community there, especially in and around the temple. So much so was his preaching, so in your face were his actions and his words that he angered the religious leaders of the day. Just as Jesus angered the religious leaders, he also angered them. So much so that they told him to stop and they challenged what he had to say. They challenged him and asked him what he meant in his affirmation of this Jesus of Nazareth. And when he was challenged by the high priest, he preached an incredible sermon. You can read it for yourself in the verses prior to the reading today in the Acts of the Apostles. But in that sermon, he tells the whole story of the Hebrew people throughout all of Scripture. And he places Jesus within the context of the story of the Hebrew people. And just as he placed the faith, his faith, his belief in God in action in the context of the life of the church then and there, he also placed Jesus and Jesus' word and act of healing and feeding and giving and delivering and forgiving in the midst of the life of the Israelite people. And then his words turned to a sharp, harsh, biting criticism of the leadership, of the heads of the Jewish people's religion, the synagogue leaders, and especially the temple 
leadership. You stiff-necked people, he said, uncircumcised in heart and ears. That's a huge insult, by the way, to the Jewish leaders of that day and of any day. You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you are forever opposing the Holy Spirit just as your ancestors did. Which of the prophets did your ancestors not persecute? And of course, these religious leaders didn't like it. When they heard these things, they became enraged and ground their teeth at Stephen. All he did was tell them the truth and ask a simple question, and they became enraged. They covered their ears so they wouldn't hear any more words. They stamped their feet, they ground their teeth, and they rushed upon him, and they dragged him out and began stoning him. They threw rocks at him until he died. He was stoned for telling the truth. More than that, he was stoned for doing the truth in words and in deeds because he lived his faith with clarity of vision, with charity of heart, with graciousness towards others in need, and with honesty and forthrightness towards those who had walked away from following God and who were following their own desires and their own power and their own will. He acted with charity towards others and he was opposed for it and he was killed for it. That kind of devotion to the truth of our faith, that kind of devotion in word and in deed, in faith and in grace is what we are called to be about. It's what Grace Church here in Des Moines does in our feeding of the hungry, in our providing a place for physical and mental health care, in advocating for the marginalized and those who are pushed to the edges of society, in speaking for those who cannot speak for themselves, who've been pushed out, whose voices have been silenced. We place into action the very heart of our faith, faith in God, who came that we might no longer be marginalized, who spoke for us that we might hear, be heard, be received, and receive grace. Today, we celebrated three baptisms, three reminders that God's love knows no bounds, that God's love goes ahead of us, preparing the way for us. Today, we are reminded that God's love is present, drawing us, wooing us into community, into a relationship with each other and with God. In and through mighty deeds, gracious acts, and amazing faith, we are called to welcome all and be open to all, even those who cannot speak for themselves, 
even the babies amongst us, even those who've been silenced, even those who've been oppressed. We are called to be a reminder, a light on the hilltop, a reminder, a voice of grace and peace, a reminder of God's love and acceptance for all. And having just experienced God's grace in the sacrament of baptism, we will soon join at the table of the Lord and experience God's grace in the sacrament of Holy Communion. God's grace that draws us and enables us. God's grace that feeds us and fills us. God's grace that leads us and guides us. God's grace that sparks faith within us. Faith and action. Stephen was stoned for speaking and doing the truth. We too may be opposed by our society for speaking and doing the truth, welcoming all into the family of faith, making room for the marginalized, the oppressed, and the excluded. And it still happens. Governments still pass laws that restrict speech and reject others and deny identity and personhood. And indeed, religions still do this as well, though rather than stones, today religious leaders will often use letters and complaints and charges in religious courts and proceedings to silence and marginalize those who speak out for those who are oppressed. We are called to respond with faith, with hope, with love, with God's grace, seeing and standing with Jesus, for Jesus, for others. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And may God's people say, Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word. 
and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, the Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave the cup to his disciples and said, drink this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of the faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. taught us, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, power, disciples knew the Lord Jesus in the breaking of the bread. When we give thanks over the cup, we know the blessed peace of the life and love of God. Jesus Christ, our Lord. 